Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. The podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and as always, I may be hiding away safe in a bunker somewhere in this world, but holding down the fort back at good old 8122 Production Studios is a man that I think I speak for everyone when I say he was the real MVP of the War of 1812. Hello, Rich. That's right. That that pussy Andrew Jackson. No, uh, you know, that, screw that, him. that guy. That guy. You know, fun fun fact. I, history is fun for y'all. Uh, the War of 1812. The reason we don't hear about it too much in schools is because we got our asses kicked in by the British. They kind of marched right into Washington and lit that motherfucker on fire. And yes, I dropped an MF for already. Uh, yeah, I was quick. Yeah, no, I know. I wanted to get it out of the way. I I, I I try to limit myself to only a couple these days. As Sean you know. Cunningham. Fuck Sean Cunningham. There it is. There's the yeah, other one. Two. But anyways, uh, that's that's what I'm probably going to try to limit myself to these things. I'm trying to get better at it. Anyways, uh, with that being said, though, uh, Andrew Jackson, who is a future president of the United States, the reason he became a war hero is because he of the Battle of New Orleans during the war of 1812 the funny part about the battle of new orleans it happened two weeks after the war was over and the british were reboarding their ships to go <laughs> to sail away and as they were leaving he yelled attack <laughs> and Jeez. uh yeah they, of course when one side is already going away the other side's t- bound to win it was one of the few battles that we won in the war of 1812 as far as america goes and uh yeah it's kind of cowardly when you really look at the histories. Uh, that's the real life history of the reason Andrew Jackson was the uh, <laughs> war hero the, uh, during the Battle of New Orleans in the War of 1812. But yes, that's why they well, don't teach he, too much. He might have been a war hero, but he was no MVP. No. And see, with, with facts like that, that should make me the real professor. But the professor is not <laughs> with us this week. No, he's still hiding after uh, after we went over some of the other gems last no, week. No, well, it was Funhouse. Funhouse yeah, sent him in. Yeah, we talked about the Funhouse and your, gone. Your, out your, the door. As soon as he realized that your question was about fun, the Funhouse, or Funhouse, actually, he was out, man. He left. He gone. said, fuck this shit, and there's my last one. Yeah. <laughs> and he left. I tried to stop him, but it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it happens. It is. It is what it, it is. And eventually he might come back. Who knows? Uh, I, I We have to promise no Funhouse talk. Obviously, he's terrified of Funhouse. Right. Right. Yes. So, as he was. But we got a big show this week, right, Mike? A big, big show. Oh, Lots of news. So, 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 should we jump right into the news? Because we got a ton Let's of it coming at in. you. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the big news that came out last week, uh, over the past week, ooh, is... Ooh, I got it. I got it. Yep. They're, yep. Re- they're remaking Freddy's Dead, finally. They're making my dreams finally. come true. That is the biggest news. Your dreams have See, all I'm getting. I'm getting everything out early. Yeah. I'm getting it out early. So it there you go. Ding, I, ding, 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 ding. Exactly. You win. I know. I got it out early. But anyways, <laughs> l- let me, let's me let get to the big news. Oh, hold on. Before you go any further, though, is this yes. going to be like the last few times you promised us big news on this show and it ended up being stuff that we didn't care about? No, no. This is much bigger oh, news. Oh, so this, this is, is real. This is definitely about another So you're not trying, to, you're not trying to trick me and get me all excited to only tell no. me about something that nobody cares about. Yeah, this is definitely okay. about another Amityville sequel. So uh, this is huge, huge news. Boo. Huge news. Is it really about Amityville? Because if <laughs> no, it is, I'm, I'm, I'm no. hanging up. I'm hanging but it up. Is about, it is about Scream 5. Ooh, okay. We'll take that. And unless you've been living under a rock, by the time you hear this, you should already know that there could have been no such thing as a Scream 5 without bringing back the scream queen of the you know the, the the great scream queen of the series Sydney Prescott. So yes, it is official. Nev Campbell is back for Scream 5 and she will be playing Sydney Prescott. Bravo. 
Bravo. Well played. Big well news. played. That is actually big news because we did not know when this was all announced uh, originally if this was going to be a sequel or if this was going to be a reboot or if it was going to be a completely different spinoff or whatever we were going to get. And then we, you know, we added Arquette and then, you know, everybody else, you know, we started slowly but surely adding, you know, Arquette was the first, but then we slowly started adding people from the back. But even then you're like, okay, this still could be a spinoff. Because right. if there's no Sydney, it's a spinoff. Maybe they're going in a different direction, but they're to tie them together, they're going to bring back some of the pieces. And now, knowing that Nev Campbell's back, knowing that Sydney Prescott's back, we now know this is officially, officially a sequel. It is. And that wasn't the only news. But wait, there's more. Okay. Also, returning to the Scream franchise is Marley Shelton. She will be back as Deputy Judy, who we Ooh. met in Scream 4. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, as you remember, she uh, for a little bit of the Scream 4, she was the red herring. She was. Uh, yeah, they, she really they, was. They tried to make you believe for a good uh, for a decent portion of that movie, she may be the killer. And you know what? What if? Just what if she turns out to be the killer in the next one? Uh, it could happen. You know, I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping they do something unconventional. Like you know who I'd like to see the killer be? David Arquette or Matthew Lillard? No, he's dead. He's, Mike, he still, just, Mike, he still campaign, campaigning to try up. to get back. Give I sent it up. you He's guys dead. the article. Although, I will say this. we They've been very tight-lipped. You know who would be a good one if they're being tight-lipped, but we heard rumors? Debbie is, Salt. What? Debbie Salt. No, no, no. The one that I would think is was thinking was would be Hayden Pentier doing Kirby. Oh. So, like, because we heard rumors that they wanted her for this movie, or they still do, or they were going to, or whatever it David is. David Arquette wants her back. Right, David right. Arquette yeah, wants Yeah, but there was, there was some talk from the studio as well. And of course, it, 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 they're going to do whatever makes the stars happy. But if could you imagine if they don't announce her and she turns out to be the killer? Because that, that would be, would, that would be kind of cool. Because everybody thought she was dead, but we've never we never saw her die. As a matter of fact, there's that little tidbit in Scream Four where you hear that the door shut downstairs uh, right before the reveal of Jill being the killer. Right. And everybody's always wondered what that door was, and some people have wondered if it was Kirby crawling back in the house. Yeah. And because nobody ever goes down and checks. And we only see right. her get stabbed in the gut. I mean, we've seen people survive that shit. You know what I mean? Sydney survived that. Yeah, exactly. So you never know. And nobody nobody mentions her. So how would it, how weird would it be if she's like that trauma made her the killer? There's a lot of cool things they could do if they want to do a shout, shout out to the past. Or they could move on in the future. I don't think they can copy Scream 4. Scream 4 was really good. And I like the fact that they introduced a lot of new cast. And in that new cast was the killer. And not only was the killer in the new cast, but it was kind of modernized where there is where her motive for being a killer was she wanted to be famous like instagram youtube levels famous like viral and the way she was going to be viral was because she was going to be the survivor of a horror movie she basically directed you know what i mean what a if real she ends life up coming back too what if she ends up being the killer in this one? i she don't know technically could have survived she got shot in the head <laughs> Oh, that's right. Remember Never at the mind. end? Remember she gets well, the clear? Hey, remember she does? They do the clear. People survive gunshots to the head yeah, dude, in real life. Not that one. It's she died just on. Like Matthew, just like Stu Mocker is still alive. Not the killers. I'm announcing it. I'm predicting it right now. <laughs> Stu Mocker and Jill are the killers in Scream 5. Yeah. You heard it here first. Folks. Yeah. If you remember, remember she does the pop back up thing. Because Sydney <laughs> right. makes the joke about, well, doesn't make the joke, but makes the comment, they're never dead. And then she pops back up and she shoots her right between the eyes. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> Yeah. She she was ready for it. So yeah. yeah the, never I know. thought the clear one was the better part. I did like I'd that. Like I, did, see, I like that finish. I, for those of you, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Scream 4. But uh when when she's like, Do you have any last words? And she goes clear. She's like, clear and <laughs> like i like using using the uh the chest paddles on the sides of somebody's head is pretty epic. <laughs> and that didn't kill her. That did not no, kill her. No, so. well, yeah, she had to have the final scare. And you know, because it's yeah. Scream and it's based on being super meta. And think about it, always the killer has the final scare. You know, here's one thing, too, that I want to see, because there's a couple more people were announced as cast members, uh, so I'll get to that in a second. But one thing that I wanted to see right along in that series that we haven't seen yet is a killer or one of, like one of the killers, somebody that's been a killer, actually survive and go into the next movie. It's always the big reveal. It's the Scooby-Doo ending. They end up getting killed. End of story. Next movie starts all over again. What if somebody actually survives and moves on? I don't. Well, I, think I mean, you, I don't think you could do. I don't think you could do it in five, though, because <clears throat> so far, so far, we've had all of them die. So the only yeah. way that the only way you could you could you could possibly do that trend going forward, 
That would be an right. interesting thing. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That would be interesting if they do something Except, where the killer, where the killer, they do like the like. Not saying I want to see the exact Halloween ending, but imagine the original Halloween ending, where right. instead of the killer dying or popping back up, they get shot off the balcony, or you know, I'm I'm just using the Halloween ending, but something to that chagrin. And then when they look, the the person's gone, and then they go to fucking credits. I think that would be right. interesting. It would be, and Scream took so much from Halloween to begin with. You know, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do that at some point. Oh, they might. You, you know? never know. You might be onto something. Maybe they do go in that direction this time. I think that they should have to do something fresh. I like the fact. I, I want to see something fresh because I thought that that was the best part about part four. Scream four, mm-hmm. we, we were expecting the same old Scream movie, and we got something fresh because it was slightly, you know, it, it stuck to what's true about Scream, but the modus operandi, if you will, became different, and I liked how they made it modern. So I would like to see that with five. And we, we are getting, as you're about to announce, we are getting some more fresh talent to the pool, yes. and so that does lead to possibly being some fresh stuff. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, like I said, yeah, like you just mentioned, and like I had said a few minutes ago, there, there's actually a couple more uh, casting notes here. So uh, Dylan Manette, uh, star of 13 Reasons Why, plays Clay in 13 Reasons Why, is the mm-hmm. main character. Uh, he's going to be in the movie, as well as Kyle Gallner, who's been in several movies uh, in the genre. Uh, most notably, he was like the male lead, I guess you could say, in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yes. Um, so he's in in it as well so uh so it's rounding out to be a pretty good cast i got a, uh, i got a question knowing yeah. how he looks okay like like visual visual that that the person the actor do you think that they pull uh that he's the sibling of uh rory calkland's character good question because they could um, they could actually make him his brother or something like or, that because they don't have they're not they don't look identical but they do look like they could be related Right, and they've done that swerve with Debbie Salt. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Billy's mom. So that could very well happen. Uh, or we could just get Macaulay Culkin. That would be badass. It, listen, if you want to see a grown man run around a movie theater, like literally, if, if the movie theaters are open <laughs> by then, which I'm assuming by January of 2022 that will be open. Uh, but, uh, like, I, 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 I will get up and run. I will do laps, and I will, I'm pretty sure I'll be with Mike. So if that happens, Mike will have a phone on the ready to record. Oh, yeah, except there's one big difference between you and I, and maybe there won't be by the time we get to it. I will be doing it without any pants on. That's fine. That's fine. So, you know, it happens. You know, it's if you want to join, you know, we listen, can really, I've I've gotten used damage. to like I've gotten used to not wearing pants. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. during this whole COVID thing, uh, I, I do. I do the podcast. No pants. I also do the streams. <laughs> and the funny part is people don't even know if I do them no pants or not because you never see below my waist. You don't because I can actually me. Yeah, I can see you right now because we're doing things a little bit differently. So I can actually see you on my phone. Yeah, but and, you can't uh, see you, below you're wearing my an awesome Halloween shirt. But you can't see below my waist. But I cannot see below your waist. I can't see below the pumpkin. And that's exactly so, how it is when I'm on live stream. So you, you you can't see. Yeah. I mean, this is what you got on live stream. Here, I'll correct it for I mean you can't see my head yeah. if I do this. But that's that's as much as you see of me. That's you can't see sure. below. I gotta so. get me one of those. It is. You know where I bought this? Walmart for eight dollars. Really? Eight dollars. Probably like ten bucks. Eight, eight bucks. Eight the one bucks in Ithaca. Oh, that was man. for, and that's in fat guy size. Wow. There you go. I gotta There's find me one of those. They had a bunch like of different to, shirts. I'd like to get I was at the one in Ithaca. I was, I was at the one in Ithaca. It's the actual logo or the actual yeah. original poster. Super that's cool. That's awesome. They had a couple other ones. I didn't grab anything else, but uh, yeah, I got this one when I was in Ithaca. Uh, so. no, I know there you go. Around. Shout outs. Shout outs. If you live in the, the Ithaca, New York area, go to the Walmart. They have cool t-shirts. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, though, let's move on from some Scream 5 news. I understand we got some other big news. Oh, there's some other big news, and it's kind of news that you and I could care less really about, but I'm sure that our listeners would uh, would care about. And that's uh, the AMC's announced that The Walking Dead is finally going to be ending after a two-year 11th season containing 24 episodes. So I really, f- there's two more seasons. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like know, I feel like they they are they were not too long ago they were like, oh, we haven't even hit the peak yet. And now they're like, yeah, eh, we're slowing. However, it's yeah. not really. If you read between the lines, it's not really slowing back. Uh, there is going to be a spinoff show with Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. They've already announced that. So therefore, yeah. they're pretty much ending The Walking Dead to do a spinoff with the characters. Of, well, the main character, the main two characters people like to see on the show. And right. I said that I would tune into that show when it first starts. Only to see if they do it right, and then I would be a fan. Because the right way you do that show is you have some redneck badassery, if you will, uh, of them just traveling around the country on motorcycle back, 
uh, getting into trouble and killing zombies. If they did something like that, then I would probably watch the show. Uh, for a little while at least but it, I, I don't know what they're going to do and I think that uh, Diesel brought up a good point on the Three Fat Nerds podcast this week because we talked about this as well and he brought up the point that he believes this is all coming about because of uh, the whole COVID thing in the world and how it's changed and budgets and all that happy stuff and them losing money if you think about it if you only have two main stars that you're following instead of a lot of people then it costs you less money technically right I would agree I mean, agree. although they are paying Norman Reedus a, a shit ton of money, but at the same point in juncture, think about it. They're also paying other cast members. And when you have 10, 15 cast member, members being paid decent money, plus one megastar being paid a, a boat ton of money, uh, it's cheaper if you just have a, a, a high paid star and a really high paid star <laughs> of a show, you know right. what I mean? And nothing else but extras. So I think that that's your, you're going to see that. I think that that's not a bad idea. But once again, I've, I've been over since season six because let's be honest, I, I, I took me that, it didn't take me that long to realize it, but it took me that long to get tired of the fact that it's just rinse, wash, and repeat. Or wash, rinse, and repeat, I should say, at the other day. Because that's right. all it is. That's all the show's been. You know, we start the season off where they're in some kind of peril and they're trying to find a new place. Uh, halfway through the season, or before the halfway mark, they find the safe place. At the season, at the mid-season break, because they always have a mid-season break, there's finally something, uh, you know, we get something entered in, like there's a danger that they don't know about yet. And then the second part of the season deals with how that danger encroaches, encroaches, encroaches. And so there's finally a big blow off. The place that they were they were safe is no longer safe. It usually gets burnt down, blown up, whatever. Big fight ensues. And then they end on the run again, looking for a new place. And then the next season starts the same way. And that's just really right. how every season started. And I know somebody's going to be like, but Rich, you're wrong. It, you know, little differences. No, if you really look at it, yes, there is little differences. But it's how it starts every year. Looking for a home, find a home. You secret, you know, some kind of secret thing in this. That thing builds into a crescendo. Big battle. Home is gone. You're on you're the road again. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I'm sorry. I'm not wrong. It's just how it's been. And once again, you know. if you if you enjoy it, that's fine. There's a lot of cool stuff on the show. I, I still keep track of like some of the highlights of it. But I just can't. I, I just tapped out because it's just the same show, in my right. opinion. Yeah, it's it never interested me. I, I tried to watch a couple of episodes of it early on, and I just couldn't get into it. So uh, I have not seen pretty much uh, any of that series, nor mm -hmm. do I care to. Uh, it, it is also of note, uh, I just want to mention this too, that they're also working on an, anth uh, an anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead. So, ah. um, you know, it's definitely not the end of it. Um, you still got Fear of the Walking Dead. You got the new one that's coming up this year. You got, you know, Carol and Daryl. You got the anthology series, so it's it's far from. Over. And you got the movies, remember? And the movies doing Rick about Grimes. That. The three there, there's three movies they're doing with uh, Andrew Lincoln as, right. as Rick Grimes. I would imagine that he's going to turn back up before this the original series ends. To maybe that spins off into the movie, but I don't know. But I, I would imagine he's going to show back up in the series at some point. Mm -hmm. Unless they killed him off, I, I I thought that he he lived. I don't know. So <laughs> I. I if I sounded like a fool, it's because I've never watched the series. I'm just going by with what I've heard. That's fine. Uh, moving on, though, because I honestly could care less about the Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, so a trailer hit this week, and uh, we posted it on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, you, you know you can find it anywhere at this point if you want to look at it. But there's a new trailer for a movie called Freaky that uh, hit this past week. Uh, the film stars Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, and it's directed by uh, Christopher Landon, who was the same director as uh, Happy Death Day movies. And uh, the best that I can describe this movie, so Happy Death Day was basically Groundhog Day meets Scream. Mm -hmm. This movie looks like the hot chick meets Scream. It basically, the movie with uh, Rob Schneider from, from about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, so basically, uh, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. Catherine Newton's like a high school kid. And he goes to kill her. And basically, they trade bodies. And he's the girl, but inside of his own body. So, so it's kind of like a Freaky Friday almost? Freaky Friday, yeah. It's like that, the hot chick, you know, one or the other of those. Uh, so basically, you know, that that's that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, Landon actually did confirm uh, in a tweet this week uh, to a fan that it actually takes place in the same universe as Happy Death Day. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And I thought that it kind of had similar look to it. Um, he it actually just came out right before we started recording this week that it is actually going to be rated R, whereas the Happy Death Day movies were both PG thirteen. Uh, so this is going to be R rated, but um, but yeah, it takes place in the same universe according to the director himself. 
Oh, I, that's that's pretty awesome. I, I like the fact that he's uh, kind of building on this uh, universe. Uh, yeah. I've been a fan of the, the movies. I've been a fan of his work. This does sound like a cool concept. And like I said, it does kind of, to me, you know, so he's already made the, <laughs> he's already made the uh, horror version of Groundhog Day. And now, like I said, I, this is a lot like Freaky Friday, only not with the mother and daughter, but with the killer and the... The killer and, and, and the killie. And the, kill, and the, victi- <laughs> the victim and the killer, if yeah. you will. Uh, so I think this is pretty... An inter- this is a very interesting take. I, I, I actually I can't wait to see this. And it sounds like the, he, he pays close to the attention to like those old 80s films and tries to make them horror movies and i am a big fan of that kind of feel so so am i i will be so I. I will be definitely checking that out for sure did you get a chance to see the trailer for this yet? oh absolutely i thought it was yeah. really cool uh like i said the concept is right on the money and i like i said i'm a fan of the work i've been a fan of happy death day happy death day to you and so i've got no problems believing that he's going to make another great movie yep uh he did actually also mention uh that although Right now, a third Happy Death Day movie is off the table. He's he's too busy, and uh, the studio is kind of like, eh, right now about doing a third one. But he said that he still does want to do a third one. He said that Jason Blum really wants to get a third one done. And he said that he's already got a working title for the third movie, uh, knows exactly what's going to happen. He said that um, um, the, the main character, Jessica Roth, actually already knows what's going to happen, too, and she keeps pestering him because she wants to get back and play the character a third time. Uh, but he said the working title right now is actually going to be called Happy, excuse me, Happy Death Day to Us. So that's Ooh. the working title for a third movie right now. I'm already guessing she gets married. I don't know. I, I would hope so. Uh, I hope she doesn't have to live the same day over no, again, no, no. though. Because think about that one. Like like the day of her wedding and then the killer hits. So like it's kind of reliving uh, your wedding day, which is already right? a traumatic experience over and over again until you find <laughs> the killer. I, I honestly, if that is the that if that is it, and I just called it, which I mean, I'm just going by the name, I'm not mm. saying I'm it just it's just an easy inference from the name. That would be amazing, though. Think about it, because yeah. as you just pointed out, think about all the stress and everything goes into beginning married and for a wedding day, and then imagine that you get stuck in an endless loop where you're also going to be killed, and the person you're with probably will also be. You know what I mean? Right. That is some weird. That, that would be some crazy shit, right? So you you have all sorts of different things. You're you're, you're you have to wake up to the day that's giving you a lot of stress because you want it to be perfect, and at the same time now you got to find a killer, and you have to keep reliving that day until you find said killer. And there's a right. lot of funny. There's a lot of funny tropes, and you know there's going to be comedy because that's what these movies were, are are I should say, and. Uh, it, and you know it's going to be that's going to be great. I think that that would be amazing if that is really what was going on. Even if it's not, even if it's something different, I I, I tr- once again I trust him completely. I love what he's done. So I and if everybody's bugging him for it, that's around him, I'm assuming it's it's, it's going to be great. Right. And the only hint that he really gave, he said that again, he already knows how he's going to do the movie. Uh, it's already like outlined and, and and whatnot. But he said that this one is. He said that the uh, the second one, this will be kind of like how far away from the second one from the first one was. Uh, this is going to be that much different than the second one was. So I don't know exactly what what's going to happen, but uh, he, he did say that, you know, that he gave that analogy. This one will be as different from the second one as the second one was from the first one. So I think he's going to go back to more of a, a horror movie. Maybe. I mean, it, it would be smart comedy. to do that just because that was kind of the complaint that people had with the second one and probably it hurt the, uh, the um, you know, the, the box office take because people heard it was not a horror movie pretty quick. So, you know, it's possible, you know, that he would. I, th- I think he'd be smart, too. Right on. Uh, once again, I think that'd be kind of interesting. So, once again, I trust him completely. So, I, I'm, I'm game for whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, next up, uh, we know that Creepshow Season 2 is coming. And uh, I just wanted to kind of note that there's going to be an episode. And it was announced that uh, a couple horror movie legends, uh, Ashley Lawrence from the Hellraiser movies and Keith David from They Live and uh, um, The Thing, uh, are going to actually be in an episode together in season really? two. So, so yeah, so pretty good casting. Uh, you know, the first season, there was some pretty good casting. Uh, the very first episode, Tobin Bell was in it, of course. But, uh, yeah, Ashley Lawrence and Keith David going to be together in, a, in an episode of Creepshow. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Sounds like fun to me, too. Uh, so I know you haven't had a chance to see it yet, but this past Friday, uh, the, the sequel to Netflix's The Babysitter hit called Killer Queen, Babysitter 2, Killer Queen, uh, and I got to tell you, Rich, you need to see this movie. I, I told you this off air. What a fun movie. I loved the first one. It was so much fun, but it was a good story. This one is just shenanigans from from start to finish. I had absolutely no hope for it. I thought it was going to be terrible. It ended up being a really awesome movie. So um, 
so that's out. And I think that I, I know that the professor saw because he, he messaged me and said that he had seen it and he enjoyed it too. Uh, so once you see it, I think maybe the three of us can review it in a couple of weeks. But uh, Mick G, who, who you know was involved with this and directed it, uh, actually said that um, he is is really hoping that this is going to actually end up having a third movie. So he said that basically if people watch this one and enjoy it, that there will actually be a third movie and then we're going to get a trilogy. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I I can, so, I, can, I can think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love to see another one after the first two. I got to go back and watch the first one again. I only watched it the first time when it, when it came out. And uh, after watching the second one, I want to go back and revisit the first one. But I really think you'll enjoy it. I, I think that uh, I know I'll give it a good score when we review it. I have a feeling the professor will, and I, I have a feeling you will too. Right, and I'll check it out. Maybe we'll do it on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, in sad news, uh, I know that you, you know, had, had kind of said you really thought that it was going to stick with this year, and you know, because of the times and with everything that's going on, it, it would really make sense for it to come out you know, this year and they had planned for it too, but uh Candyman has officially been delayed. Uh and worse yet is it's indefinitely delayed. Um they're saying it's gonna be sometime in twenty twenty one, hopefully, but uh it has been indefinitely delayed. So no Candyman. And I'm not surprised by this. I kind of expected this, but no. I, I know that you were hoping that it was gonna stick. But it would have made sense because of the atmosphere in in the country. I did say two things. I said I I I, I said I hope and I hope they would stick. I thought it would be a good time to take advantage of everything going on. You know, mm-hmm. kind of that that voice out there. This is a big historic moment, if you will. But I also said that this movie couldn't. That I don't think this movie was going to can fail. And right now, with no non theaters open, it, there's no choice but to fail. Everything that's coming out right now in the states is not making money. I mean, let's be honest. I the right. most I think the most I've seen is Tenant, and it was like seven million dollars. Was the yep. was this past week's draw for Tenant in the United States? And that's because most places don't even have theaters open, and right. and, and it's just it's weird. And then like the uh, the drive-ins, a lot of them aren't even playing new movies because there was no new movies. So why buy new movies when it became easier for them to purchase and play older movies? And they're making yep. a killing off of doing that, and which I'm not a, a, upset about. But right now is not the time to be releasing movies in the U.S. because they're just gonna the box office is gonna fail. There's not gonna be. Uh, a good box office, if you will, draw. So, right. I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it. And definitely is weird. I don't know why they don't just kind of like shoot for a date. A lot of people have gone on to another date. I don't know why they want to shoot for maybe a, a September date. Or if they're just trying to play when the theaters open. Because they could always pull the, okay, we're ready, we're ready to go, ready to go. Uh, theaters are open. You know, they stayed open for a month or two. And, okay, we're going to put it out next month. You know what I mean? They might do something right. like that is the only thing I can think of. Um you would think people would really uh, like it would be a difference maker. Uh, the the young uh, the young lady who is the director of the film has just been announced as the director of Captain Marvel two. Mm, so okay. off of this movie, it looks like she's gotten the directorial job for uh, Captain Marvel two without it coming out. So I mean, I think that this would still be important for it to come out. So I don't know. I just I don't. I don't get it. I don't get, you know, I don't get not telling people a date unless that's what it is. Unless they're like, okay, we'll wait until the theater's open and stay open for like a month, month and a half. And then we'll go, okay, our movie's coming out in three weeks. Right. They could be doing something like that. And that's, that's the only reason I think indefinitely is there, but I don't know. It's just weird to me that they're the indefinitely part. The 2021 part doesn't bother me. Cause I, I, like I said, this movie has to succeed in my opinion. It's historic enough as far as everything going on with the, you know, how, how, you know, it was shot and how everything. And, and, and I think that that's important. And that's where I was going with before. So I don't know. I don't know if you want it to open to $7 million. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, I, I I really as much as I don't um, have any intention of being the first one in line to get a vaccine. You know, they keep saying that they think this vaccine is coming soon, and I, I really do hope that the thing is safe. I hope that most people do get it. I understand why people don't want to get it. I, I you know again I, I don't plan on being the first one to get it, but I really hope that this thing does take effect. In between that and just everybody having gotten you know the sick that's going to get sick, I hope that this thing finally starts to pass. And that 2021, you know, really gets back to normal and we can go to, you know, see movies and stuff like that again, because I've said this before, 2021, if if everything plays out the way we're hoping it will, is going to be the greatest year for movies, or horror movies anyway, in the history of cinema. That's, I, I, that's my prediction. I just think there's going to be so much stuff on top of what they were already planning on filming for next year. Uh, that could still come out and be, you know be made and come out. I just think it's going to be the greatest year for horror movies ever. So 
you know, chalk this up to that. You know, it just, you know, gives you one more thing to be excited about next year, I guess, since this year is obviously, you know, a waste. So, you know, here's hoping. Here's hoping we get mm-hmm. to see it in 2021. Absolutely. Even more. Uh, last thing for this week, and uh, going back to AMC for this, uh, AMC's History of Horror. We knew that that was we we're going to be coming back because we talked about it a couple of months back. Uh, but it will be premiering uh, on October 10th at 10 p.m. on AMC. Oh, awesome. I can't wait for that. So more history of horror coming. It was a very good documentary series and uh, more on its way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's all I got for this week. Oh, wow. That, that we, we're at the end. I knew we had a lot, but woo. That's the end. That's woo. it. So that's good. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, if you want to talk about anything we just talked about in the news segment or anything uh, else at all that you would like to bring up, you can go ahead and do that on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Also, you can go to 8122productions.com and you can get all the information, some past reviews, uh, find out about friends of the show like the Ocho Doro Parley Hour and our musical friends and local sponsors here in the 607 and all sorts of great stuff and more to come pretty soon on 8122productions.com. Also, if you would like to support the shows monetarily, you can do that at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and you get the uh, Three Fat Nerds podcast and Horror Zone 607 early before anybody else gets it. Of course, the Three Fat Nerds podcast is also uncut unedited and uncooked as we call it uh, each and every week for that as well and you get the two exclusive to patreon shows that we do there and that is i love movies where we dive into movies that people love that we don't like or we movies we love that other people don't like or you know that, that are just generally loved by everybody uh speaking of which we have an episode coming out this week it'll be half baked uh, so I can I can say that everybody loves that movie, and uh, myself and Diesel talk about half baked. So it's kind of fun. And of course, the uh, the last thing we have is the hottest show behind a paywall, and that is Love Is Scary with Doctor Derek. Someday, Spooky Mike will rejoin Doctor Derek, you know. But for now, it's just the the doctor is in, and he is taking house calls. Trust me, <laughs> it is not on Patreon because we're trying to make money. It is on Patreon because it has to be behind a paywall. If you ever hear that show anywhere that's not on uh, Patreon, that means that I'm ready to get banned from every thing because i've already been told by multiple uh, providers that what diesel talks about on that show uh it's uh it could get you banned it's explicitly sexual but it's a lot of fun and he had a two-part uh, special these past uh two episodes Woo, that's all i'm going to tell you uh we'll just say i'm just going to frame it like this it has to do with his celebrity crushes and oh boy. uh I, I actually I should say this celebrity same sex crushes Oh. And uh, I can leave the rest of the imagination. I cannot share anything more than that because I do not want to get banned. <laughs> but if you want to hear all that yummy goodness for as little as $1 a month, you can do it at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Uh, and we are also running a special right now. From now until September 30th, if you join the $1 tier, you will get uh, a Three Fat Nerds sticker and a Horror Zone 607 sticker. And they're pretty awesome. And if you join the other tier, we only have two tiers. The other one's the, the Chubby Chaser tier at $3 a month. That's, you know, that's not breaking the bank. Uh, if you join this month till the 30th, you get both those stickers still, plus a pin and a cup. And if you say that you want a Horror Zone 607 pin, I have those, and I will definitely send you one. And uh, if you would like uh, a Horror Zone 607 cup, even I will send you a Horror Zone 607 cup. So you can Horror Zone it out all for $3 a month. So there wow. you go. That's the, now until September 30th is when we're running the special. So uh, join at patreon.com slash 8122productions. And last but not least, since I have to show, uh, is uh, if you're not already doing it, please follow us over on Twitch. We are on Twitch now, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Uh, we're a joint venture with our good friends, the Ocho Dora Parley Hour, and other content creators here in the 607. And we have a lot going on each and every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are live with the wrestling show. Uh, myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Dora Parley Hour, we did we dive into all things pro wrestling so if you're a pro wrestling fan you can watch it live we still put it on a podcast form on the three fat nerds network of podcasting but you can also hear it live and chat with us because we do take part with chat so that'd be awesome also on top of that we do like a lot of wrestling pay-per-views ufc pay-per-views i know we got one coming up on the 26th i do believe the ufc 253 adesanya and costa we'll be live streaming that uh with our live reactions 
Also, uh, we we do a bunch of other things. I know that ten, uh, I know that me and Diesel have a video up there. By the time you hear this, uh, it'll just be a video you can watch. But we're doing a live opening of uh, Magic: The Gathering pre-release pack for Zendikar Rising because the pre-release is this weekend. Dragon Master Games gave us a a, a pack to open, so we're going to be doing that on live stream. Uh, if you want to go by, then you can watch the video because it'll be up for 14 days. If you like Magic: The Gathering, it's kind of fun. Uh, also, I know that on October 3rd we're doing the big DMGathon where we're uh, the because of COVID and the shutdown. DMG didn't get any of the uh, governmental financial aid and they you know so to help them out because they've been so kind to us in this community uh, we are doing uh, a little stream and trying to donate as much money as we can to help them out and uh, so there's going to be things all day off the cuff gaming Tom Craven's going to be on talking about some uh, I think Power Rangers is what he's going to be talking about the Ocho Duro Parley Hour will be doing a live podcast myself and the professor will be doing some horror zone stuff I mean Mike see if we, we can patch them in but uh, at this point I don't know what's going on with all the uh, the internet drawing everything already that I'm doing so uh, that might be Harry Carey but at least me and the professor will be there doing something I don't know what yet uh, also uh, Crazy Curtis Gaming will be doing some on, some gaming I might do some gaming we have a couple other uh, things I know that uh, the United Federation will be doing some Star Trek stuff there's a whole bunch of stuff it's going to be going on all day starting at 11am in the morning going through till night and at night time at 8pm Shot at the Robots takes the stage here at DMG and they will be playing live and then after them, after they're done about 9.15-ish, uh, once again because we're going to give them as much time as they want, Floodlands will be taking the stage. So we got two great bands playing live for you and when they're on stage though, all the donations go directly to them due to the fact that, you know, those guys have been out for a while. So we're just trying to help out with all those who help us and uh, bring you entertainment. So hopefully everybody will turn in and like I said, it's free to follow so just go ahead and follow us on twitch.tv slash 607podcast and because we're affiliates, if you would like to subscribe and you can support us financially there too. I know me and the professor and me even Mike C because I'm going to probably patch him in for that where we're planning on doing some kind of watch-alongs and stuff here for Horizon 607 like live reactions to older movies, maybe newer movies, a whole bunch of stuff going on. So we'll be we'll be doing a whole bunch of great stuff. So check that out over there. Mike, I, I do believe uh, it's question time, right? It's trivia time. So before we go to the break, this week's trivia question is dealing with the uh, the Insidious, the original movie Insidious, uh, the the bad guy, the main bad guy in the original Insidious movie's name is uh, Lipstick Faced Demon. <laughs> well, I love the name. That's the name in the credits. So, what legendary song does the Lipstick Faced Demon like listening to in Insidious? One more time, what legendary song does the Lipstick Faced Demon? like listening to in the movie insidious Tough one, we'll be right back after the break with that answer hey this is kind of padawan j coach tuffy from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast and you're listening to rich and mike on the horror zone 607 podcast Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, I asked this week's trivia question. What legendary song does the lipstick-faced demon like listening to in Insidious? Rich, do you have an answer? Uh, okay, so I, I the only thing that keeps coming to my mind, because it's been a while since I've seen the original Insidious, so I'm hoping I'm right, is uh, it's Tiptoe Through the Tulips. The correct answer is tiptoe through the tulips oh i got it i did not actually oh, believe it or not i did not think i was gonna get that one because for some reason <laughs> I, like right. that song when you mentioned it I, I i took a minute to think about it and i was like okay well i'm gonna be right or wrong because this is the only song that keeps popping in my head oh <laughs> awesome like i just if we can license that to be our new theme song yeah yeah that's that would be a fun thing You'll get tiny tim some tiny tim you know? he's he's no longer with us no sadly he's no longer among us but uh, I was going to actually uh, tell you that the correct answer was thank you for being a friend, Golden Girls theme. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That that been, been you awesome. know what? If that was the right answer, that would have been awesome. Like, I, <laughs> I would have believed you and I'd be like, I need to watch Insidious again. 
Because then, I, yeah, you do. It, make, it would make it would make me want to watch that movie even more. Not saying it's a bad movie because it is. It's a good movie, but I would love it even more if it was. Uh, thank you for being a friend. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I actually watched that again a couple of months ago when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, and boy, what a good horror movie that was! Yeah. What a good horror movie that was. Uh, the sequel, the second one was okay. You know, it was pretty good. Uh, by the time the third and fourth ones came out, especially the fourth one, it's kind of beating it I down. Was kinda, yeah, I was kind of over it by you know by by that point but uh the first one in particular was really good i remember going to see that in, in the theaters and uh it, it you know kind of scared the poop out of me so um so yeah so good right. job buddy you're awesome. you're nailing these things you've done all right so far fi- finally I'm, I'm on a roll i'm on a streak of some you sorts. really are but speaking of a streak uh last week we started uh, a streak of our own if you will you started listing uh you listed 10 of your uh underseen gems in the horror genre and i hear you got 10 more for us i do have 10 more so i was going to do these all last week but we kind of started running long so oh, we yeah, kind of pushed yeah. it across two <laughs> weeks here at this point um so yeah i've got 10 more movies that i think are kind of essential for for all horror movie fans to watch um you know a lot of these again especially you know i, I know that i mentioned this last week uh we talk about a lot of these movies a lot and uh, this week, I think probably more so. Uh, there, there's several movies that I've got on this list that we've talked about many, many times and kind of beat them to death. But uh, I wanted to mention them anyway because I still think that they're underseen. Uh, a lot of people will ask me, you know, because they know I'm such a horror movie buff. You know, I'm just kind of getting into these things. What would be good? I want to watch a horror movie. What do you What do you suggest? What do you suggest that I watch? And uh, there's a couple of them in particular I go to every time. And um, I'm, I'm going to start right out with those. They're at the top of my list. But instead of finishing off the list with them, I'm going to start with those this week. And the first one, I, I think that you're going to be a little bit surprised that I put this on here, Rich. But, again, most people have not seen this. And a friend of mine actually, about a month or two ago, I hadn't talked to him. He was one of my best friends growing up. I've known him since fifth grade. I haven't seen him in years. He actually moved to Ithaca. Uh, Jimmy, if you're listening, Thanks for listening, buddy. Uh, but he reached out and asked me what he should watch. He really wanted to watch something really good that would kind of spook him. And uh, I told him this movie, and he ended up getting back to me. He's like, wow, I've never heard of this. and It was so good. I love this movie. So that movie, after all this hoopla, is Black Christmas, the 1974 original Black Christmas. And it surprises me to this day that so many people have never even heard of this movie, let alone seen it. Oh, yeah. I, I think I love that movie. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, I will give you that. It is definitely, uh, for as, as what you are uh, saying, this is underseen gems. It is definitely underseen because there's a lot of people who have never seen it. Yes, and, and one of the absolute greatest horror movies of all time. Uh, top 10, in my opinion, greatest horror movies that's ever been made. Uh, it's actually uh, available on Shudder right now. Uh, they play it on one of their, their Slashix channel constantly, and it's available on there on demand, of course. You can watch it anytime. Um, but what a great movie. You know, Obviously, we've had two remakes if we can call this the more recent one a remake but uh the the original remake was kind of meh you know at least follows the original story and look a little bit uh they just kind of expand on it i don't know that i love that movie i think it looks cool but uh i have no desire to see the uh the most recent one because they just stole the name to try to cash in on it but the original black christmas absolutely one of the two best slasher movies of all time uh, there's a part of me that actually is starting to pull that a little bit ahead of Halloween, believe it or not, if you can believe that. Um, I just think it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. So get out if you haven't seen Black Christmas. Anybody else wants to ask me, I will tell you, that's going to be the first thing out of my mouth, Black Christmas. You've got to see this. It's creepy. It's amazing. It's well acted. It's tense. Everything about that atmosphere is perfect. Everything about the suspense is perfect. It has a great ending. It is a great movie from start to finish. Black Christmas is a must, must see. I don't care if it's Christmas or not. Watch it this Halloween season. Watch it this October. Next on the list is probably the movie that we talk about more than any of them. Uh, I, I talk about this movie all the time, and it's the one that's right behind Black Christmas. And what I mention to people, you need to see this movie. If you've never heard of this, and most people still haven't, but you need to see it. And that is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, I'm all in. I'm all on board for this. Although I did, uh, I had, a, I recommended this to somebody and they saw it. And, and believe it or not, they didn't like it. And I looked at him really funny. 
They don't. They're not a horror movie. Uh, that movie is a love letter. He said he was, and I was like, "Man, it's a good movie, though. That is a is amazing." I don't. I don't know what you were looking. I don't know what you missed on it, but okay. Uh, Anybody else I've really ever talked to loves this movie. Yeah, the only other person that I've talked to that didn't that was kind of like man, I I got a a friend named Casey that I I worked with uh, several years ago, and you know he was the same thing. He's like, you know, I I kept telling him about this movie. You got to see this. You got to see this. You got to see this. And he finally watched it, and he was like, man. He's like, I, I guess it was okay. I was like, Yo, what's wrong with you? It's like, this, this is a great movie. He goes, it was okay. But this is the same guy that likes, uh, he constantly jokes, but I don't think there's a joke about it. He likes to watch uh, snuff films. So not, not, it's not quite a snuff film. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> so, I, w- I wouldn't say it was. But an absolute love letter to uh, to horror movies. Uh, they mention all the great ones in it, and it kind of takes place in like a real world where, where Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy all live. Uh, he re- he refers to them as Mike and Jason, Mike and Jay and, and Fred. Um, so, you know, it's a great movie. It is absolutely hysterical. Very well done. How this only went direct to video blows my mind, but it changed my perception of direct to video movies forever. Um, as did the next movie on my list, which I also talk about constantly on this show. And uh, it's been on um, uh, the movie channel or Showtime or something quite a bit recently. So it's, it's nice to see that it's finally getting play on television and getting some exposure. But uh, the movie, the final girls is, is number three, you know, the, the third one I want to mention this week. Very good movie as well. Another love letter to horror movies, love letter to slasher movies in particular, uh, hysterically funny, well-made original, great, great movie. So get out. And that's another one you must see. So black Christmas behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon, and the final girls not to be confused with the final girl which stars abigail breslin i've yet to see that and i haven't heard very good things about it um so i don't know anything about that but this is the final girls uh malin ackerman and thaisa farmiga uh star in this movie so it's got a great cast uh the verizon cell phone guy is in it uh, i can't remember his name the verizon uh, the professor. cell phone guy yeah yeah him. the guy that's on all the verizon cell phone commercials uh he's in it uh nina dobrev is in it uh it's got a great cast so um you know definitely see this movie it's hysterical and uh it's it's a can't miss i i think you guys will love the movie i loved it this the first time i watched it next on the list uh yeah another one that we talk about quite frequently and this is where rich you and i are kind of split in this one you you think it's okay you just think it's overrated and that's the movie wreck uh, i mean yeah i think it is but i mean i've slowly come along I like. I don't. I've, I watched it again, and I. I don't hate it, but I, I just mm-hmm. don't know. I, I think I. I hear too many people always saying how amazing it is, and I mean it's not. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's just I. I. It's not my necessarily. I'm. I'm not a big zombie guy. Mm-hmm. Like zombie movies to me, and and that's all this really is is disguised as a fucking zombie film. Let's be honest. And, right. And zombie films to me are kind of like I. I've seen it done it. And none of them really terrify me. This was probably the scariest of the zombie films. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe only seconded to like 28, 28 days later. Uh, that a Living Dead, I think, is pretty creepy too. Eh, I think that's Living the Dead best is, ever. but I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know because I, I guess because both versions of Night of the Living Dead are so old. <laughs> by the time I saw that, you know what I mean. Even the mm-hmm. nineteen eighty eight remake is is a long time ago. Uh, but uh, I I never really was terrified by them so much. Uh, the first time I remember being terrified or like, like terrified of a zombie movie was definitely 28 days later, but I guess running makes a difference too. Like that right. movie's really creeping eerie, but wreck is a wreck does a good job of making you feel claustrophobic. The atmosphere is really good. It's not like, it's like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie, but I just, I think a lot of people will like make it their go-to. So it's kind of one of those things. And I guess my, when I was first introduced to it, I guess it was kind of like one of those, Oh, you know, this is like the, the, this is better than Halloween or whatever. And I don't know if that's the case. So here's the thing with this with me. Um, you know, again, I've mentioned this just even a few weeks ago, um, we, we used to have a big, um, like a horror movie slash Halloween party at, uh, at the Maestro's house. Um, it started probably over 10 years ago now. And, um, this one, I, I want to say this had to be about six or seven years ago. Um, a bunch of us were there and we would basically pick numbers out a piece of paper out of a hat. And that would be the order in which we went. And whoever got number one got to pick their movie. We'd sit there and watch it. Whoever got number two got to play theirs next. And when it got time to, to the professor, he picked this. And for me, it had two strikes against it before I ever saw it. 
it was one a zombie film which i kind of feel the same way about you i think they're overrated i'm just not really into them for the most part although there's quite a you know i, I love the original night of the living dead um i love the movie maggie which has that that backdrop backdrop to it you know so uh you know uh, shot of the dead um zombie land you know great movies so i've come around on on, on them a bit but um you know I, i'm just not a huge fan i was less of a fan then the second strike i had against it was it was a foreign film and i don't mean to sound bad when i say this i don't mean it in that way i just meant i didn't want to watch a movie that was in another language and read the subtitles i didn't understand what they were saying and reading subtitles distracted me and so I, I had zero desire to watch this. And I was ready to get up and leave early because I didn't want to watch his choice. And to top it off, I guess I had a third strike because usually he and I have, you know, completely differing opinions. Anything that he just boasts and brags about as being the greatest movie ever, I usually think is horrible because they're these artsy movies. And I just think they're terrible, like The Lighthouse, you know, that sort of a thing. <laughs> and so it really had three strikes against it. And we started watching this movie. And one, it changed my opinion of zombie sub, you know, subgenre. Two, it absolutely turned my opinion around on watching a foreign film. I've watched many of them since. Um, this one happens to be a Spanish horror movie, uh, but I've watched Japanese, Korean, Austrian, uh, German. I, I've watched uh, several, you know, different ones, and uh, I really enjoy them now. And and this movie really turned that around. Uh, it didn't take the strike away that I think the professor's an idiot. <laughs> so you know that's that is what it is but um but no i mean this is a it's a great movie it's very tense very atmospheric uh everything that i like about a good horror movie and just had a really good story and it did it very well and um and it's got three sequels the the second movie actually takes place during and, and after the the original movie um and that's very very good uh it, it's as good if not better than the original wreck in my opinion it may actually go above and beyond what the original wreck did so they're both actually really good movies i i would highly recommend if anybody takes my advice and watches this movie if you enjoy it as much as i did watch the second one too the third one was a lot of fun but it was different it got away from the found footage there was a couple scenes early on where it had that but it just kind of turned into a regular movie at that point the fourth one i don't know it goes back to the original story uh the original uh heroine uh is back in the fourth movie and it was kind of stupid. It, it pieced together the first two movies and everything that went on in the whole series, but it was kind of eh. But the first two movies must see movies, um, so you know, give them a chance. You know, and if you don't like reading the subtitles and you know you're kind of like I am, uh, where you didn't want to watch foreign films because of that, give this a chance because I really do think that if you open up your mind to it, uh, it it's really going to open up a a new world for you. And uh, there's a lot of other good foreign films that are out there. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about them at some point in the future. Right on. Uh, so the fifth movie on my list this week is one. I don't think that you've seen this uh, up to this point, Rich. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times on the show, but uh, there's actually it, it's a trilogy um, of movies and they're all available on Amazon Prime right now. I found them and I actually watched all three of them back over the last week and love all three of them. And that's the Malevolence trilogy. So the, the original Malevolence uh, did, have you had a chance to see this yet? No, I did not. Okay. So it starts out a little rough. It was filmed, I believe, between 2000 and 2002. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it released in 2004. Starts out a little rough. It's kind of a low, it, it's a slightly low budget film. Uh, it really didn't have a very big budget. Uh, and it kind of starts out with like these, these people. Um, there's a, three guys and a girl. They go to rob a bank. And uh, successfully do so. And as they're escaping, they kind of go their separate ways. Uh, one of them, the kind of like lead bad guy, I guess you could say, uh, abducts a mother and daughter that are at a gas station. He steals their car and they're in the car and he takes them. And they all end up out at this abandoned uh, farmhouse and slaughterhouse that's on this property. And um, basically what they don't realize is there's an actual killer that's living in this seemingly abandoned house and uh you know one thing leads to another you can kind of imagine what happens because it's a slasher movie and uh it ends up really having it, it as it moves on it becomes very creepy very very atmospheric very suspenseful um takes a lot from uh movies such as halloween and friday the 13th probably more those two than anything 
Uh, but also there's a lot of like green and red uh, in the background if you're paying attention inside of the slaughterhouse, uh, which obviously is a nod to Freddy. Uh, it's got kind of a feel of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre to it in a way. So it kind of hits the big four, uh, but yet tells its own story. Great horror movie. It was one that I was looking up a li- for a list of, um, you know, just underseen gems, kind of like what I'm doing here. And I, I this was years ago now. I, I looked this up uh, probably 10 years ago or more. I looked this up on Google and I came across this and I had heard of most of the movies, but I had never heard of this. Took a chance, found it, I think, on Amazon or something and bought it and uh, fell in love with it instantly. One of the best movies that I ever bought that I had never seen or heard of before and highly, highly recommend it. It is a great slasher movie. Uh, Bereavement came out uh, several years later. Uh, I want to say this was around 2010. It was filmed in, I think I read 2007 or 8 and uh, had a bigger budget. This one actually has Michael Bean in it, uh, as well as uh, Alexandra uh, D'Addario before she was really kind of a bigger star. And so it had a bigger budget, had a better look to it, and it's actually a prequel to Malevolence. So it takes place beforehand uh, and tells the story of what led to Malevolence. Right up to the very end of this movie, Kind of, it actually shows what leads into Malevolence. And then uh, over the last decade, uh, the same director, Stephen Mina, uh, had been working on a third and final part of it, which was actually the sequel to the original Malevolence. It takes place, picks up right as Malevolence is ending. Uh, and this one, the third one is actually called Malevolence 3 Killer. So you got Malevolence, Bereavement, and Killer are the three movies. Killer wasn't as good. Uh, he was actually, I want I believe he was 50% to 75% done with the movie. Um, they started running out of money and the lead actor died. Um, so it was put on hold indefinitely and somewhere along the way he was able to secure funding and had to actually go back and use some of the stuff that had the original actor in it but he just kind of became like a background police officer uh, in the movie and they ended up having to basically refilm the movie um, from from the start and uh, but it, it it's it's pretty good uh, it, it kind of has more of a look of the original movie it looks more low budget like the like the original one does uh, but basically just like i said kind of picks up after the first movie all three very good movies like i said if you have amazon prime you can watch all three of them for free on there right now uh rich i i highly suggest that you you check these out because i really do think you'll want uh, you'll you'll love them but start with malevolence uh and and work your way up so you know definitely definitely great movies and i highly recommend them i'll definitely check them uh, out when i get some time Sixth movie on my list this week is one that we've done a review about recently and we've talked quite a bit about over the last month or so. Um, one that I did not like when I first saw it, but it's really grown on me and it's a great haunted house story. And that's that's the movie Session 9. Good movie. Good pick. Yeah. You know, what, what more? We've talked it to death. I was going to say, we know, already did a review month. on it. If you want to go back in the archives, you can do that. And uh, there's an episode. It is even titled Session 9 because I usually title them about whatever we're doing in second segment. And uh, mm-hmm. Session 9 is just look for that one and uh, check out a review because we did a full-on review. Yep. Uh, seventh movie for this week uh, that I want to mention. And this one is just a campy, good old-fashioned fun movie from the early 80s and the greatest era of horror movies as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and that's the movie Motel Hell. Ooh, that's a good movie. <laughs> Love this movie. So much fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. It is a dark comedy, folks. It so really there is. You go. You gotta, so don't get your hopes up for like a straight-on horror movie, because it is not a straight-up horror movie. It is a horror movie, though. There is horror it's in it. It's got its creepy moments. It, oh, it, no, but I'm, just saying it, but I'm just saying it is not the straight-up, like, it, it is more of a dark comedy. But it's really it's good. It's, it's definitely, you should definitely see it. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that I have to watch every October now. There's just certain movies every October that I watch, and that one's in there now. And again, I think a lot of it has to do with the era that it that it was in. Um, you know, it just the early '80s was such a good time. There were so many good horror movies, so many bad ones too. But but this is definitely one that, that I highly recommend. Uh, movie number eight for this week: Night of the Comet. Yeah, that's a great movie. I dig it kind of another i don't know what you classify this as if it's Uh, post-apocalyptic it's got some zombie elements in it which makes no sense it's very campy but it's very good and it's a lot of fun especially for a 1980s film yeah yeah again you know early 80s movie and uh i you know we've mentioned on the show they're actually uh gonna apparently be remaking it so it's gonna kind of come back into light at some point when they finally do that but you know just just a fun movie it's a couple valley girls that 
somehow survive. A comet flies over the Earth, and both, most people just turn into dust, and they somehow survive it. And uh, it's just kind of their shenanigans as they're like kind of realizing what's going on. They end up in a mall and at a radio station, and they don't really know what's going on. <laughs> so, but fun movie, fun movie. Uh, movie number nine, second to last one that I've got for you guys this weekend. Uh, you know, if you listen to the show regularly, you know that my favorite director of all time is uh, the great, great John Carpenter. And, you know, he's got his great movies. He's got Halloween. He's got The Thing. He's got The Fog. Uh, you know, just so many good ones that he's done. And kind of one of the lesser known ones that's out there that, again, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it the first time I watched it just because the setting that it was in. It was another one of our Halloween party or movie parties or whatever you want to call it at, at uh, the Maestro's house. But we decided to pull a TV out into the woods. And one of our friends just insisted on this. And it just wasn't the right movie for the setting. Uh, but since I've seen it uh, again many times, I love the movie, and that is the uh, the Prince of Darkness. Oh, that's a very good movie. Yeah, <laughs> very love, good movie. That's that's my input from all of a sudden. This is a very good movie. It is. It's, a, it's a, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. It is mm -hmm. definitely, I think, underrated and underseen. Very much so. Uh, you know, got a lot of his uh, Carpenter's uh, normal cast members in there. Uh, you know, it's it just, just I don't know, just something about the look of it. it it's a different movie. There's a uh, they, they, there's a group of people that end up in an old abandoned church and in the basement of this church there's this canister of liquid Satan. It's just this green canister of liquid and apparently it's Satan. <laughs> it's in there and uh, they're analyzing it and trying to find out what it is and um, there's a group of homeless people that kind of start doing terrible things outside that are kind of possessed by this thing and uh, it's it's a different movie. It's an original story and it was it's, it's a lot of you know, again, a lot of fun. Uh, very, very good John Carpenter movie. Um, has all of his normal things in it. The music, the, the soundtrack is very similar to the other ones. But um, yeah, you know, definitely a good one to check out. So yeah. And the final movie I've got on the list for this week, and, you know, again, Rich, I hope you've seen this one. I, I think you have. Uh, I don't know exactly if you classify this. It, it kind of has the look and feel of a slasher movie, but. I don't know if that's really what I would consider it, uh, but uh, it's the movie Tourist Trap. Yes, I have seen this. Okay. What do you think of this one? Uh, I think that it is, it's definitely a slasher film. Uh, I'm, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a good movie. It's definitely a movie that, that, that you should watch. I'm not, like off the top of my head, there's only a couple of things that jump to my mind from the movie because it's been, I haven't seen this movie in a while, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I definitely remember liking it. And uh, which is not hard for me because a slasher film, let's be honest, I'm, I'm pretty much unless it's really bad, I'm going to like a slasher film. But uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it in a while. So to give something specific, I'm kind of like at a, at a loss now, probably should rewatch it. But yeah, I, I remember seeing it and I did not I was not disappointed if that's <laughs> if that's any indication. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of it's a group of people, uh, you know, they break down on the side of a road and they come across like a like an old abandoned um I don't even know if it's really considered abandoned, but it's like a, like a sideshow type place. It looks like a gas station, but this guy that, that lives there has like this sideshow. There's like all kinds of, from what I remember about it, there's all kinds of like puppets and uh, mechanical, like, like it's a small world type <laughs> like things in the place. Uh, you know, it's the early eighties. So, you know, it's not, you know, these, these things don't have like the greatest quality to it, but it's enough that nowadays it's very creepy. And, uh, of course, somebody dressed up in a, in a mask starts offing them one by one. Um, so, you know, very, a good movie. I, I, very much in, in vein with the uh, Funhouse movie, but not the same. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's kinda, similar. It's very similar with Funhouse. I know Professor's Very different, but very similar at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like, like with the concept of being like an attraction uh, when people start being killed by a mask uh, killer. Mind you, the mask killer is not deformed like Funhouse, but... It is. It's. It's a good watch. I. I, I definitely like. I said. It's. A, it's an underrated slasher film. Very good. It's cool death scenes, uh, from what I can remember of it. Like I said, I. I, I definitely need to rewatch this one. Yeah. Well, it's available on Shutter as well, uh, unless it came off of it recently. It's available on Shutter. Um, so another reason to get Shutter. Uh, you know, to to check out. You know, one of the many great horror movies they have on there. Great score in it too. It's got a really cool score. To, awesome. to the um to the, the movie so so that's it that's uh that's this week's 10 underseen gems that's uh, in total 20 of them 
uh, that I highly recommend to you if you're just getting into horror or, you know, if it's something where you're kind of like a, you know, you're, you're a mid-level fan of it and you're kind of looking for something, you know, else to watch other than the big ones that are always on TV. Uh, so, so this is my recommendation to you. This is my gift to you, horror fans, there for this go. October. And uh, get out and check these movies out. And, you know, if you do, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. You know, message us and let us know what you think. Let me, let me know if you hate them. Let me know if you love them. Uh, I, I hope you'll enjoy them. Some are better than others. Um, but I, I really think that you guys will enjoy these movies. And uh, mm. you know, let me know what you think. And, of course, you can do that on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share the page. And at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag HZ607. Let us know you're talking with us. Also, uh, make sure you visit 8122productions.com. Check out everything that's over there. That give you all a bunch of links. Give you all the friends of the show and uh, everything else we got going on. Uh patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. Uh, trust me, you will not be disappointed, and we're running that special through September 30th. The $1 plan gets you two stickers, uh, one Three Fat Nerds sticker and one Horizon 607 sticker, and the $3 Chubby Chaser plan gets you both of those stickers plus a pin and a cup, and if you if you say that you are, are signing up because of Horror Zone, I will make sure you get a Horror Zone pin and a Horror Zone cup because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, with that uh, with that being said, we are also on Twitch now. Twitch.tv slash 607 podcast every Thursday night. If you're a pro wrestling fan, join us for The Wrestling Show. Myself and Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour talking all things pro wrestling. And, of course, we have a lot of specials coming up. I named them all in the beginning of the show. But, once again, UFC 253 on uh, September 26th, we will give our live streaming reaction for. Uh, we will also be doing October 3rd DMG-a-thon, helping raise uh, some money for some good causes. And then there's going to be some video games. As a matter of fact, I do believe I will be playing some Destiny 2 on there uh, as one of the things. I know that uh, Ken M has said that he's probably going to jump out and play some Avengers at some point in Juncture. Uh, the coach keeps saying he's going to be playing some 2K21. Uh, I'm probably going to have Diesel play some Ma Magic Arena. I'm going to be playing some Arena. So we're going to be doing some game streaming. We're going to be doing talking and all those things. We want to chat with you anyway. So come join the chat. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about anything. We'll talk about if we're playing video games. Trust me, we, we want to talk to you about sports and video games, and and uh, nerd stuff, comic books, horror movies, whatever you want to talk about, we're there to talk about. That's because, you know, we're podcasters. We like doing that, and if we're playing a game, we're we're there for the interaction with you more so than the game, but, you know, the game is, second, is, is there as well if you want to see us play while we're talking. And depending upon which one of us it is, we could be doing it real good or real bad. So there you go. Uh, with that being said, though, you could do that. Follow us over there on Twitch dot tv slash 607 podcast that's all i got for the plugs uh mike c take them home all right well thank you guys for tuning in each and every week we hope you enjoyed the show this week again hit me up uh, if you get a chance to watch any of these underseen gems that i i mentioned over the last two weeks and let me know what you think of them uh next week uh we're hoping that the professor will be back uh he's been terrified to come back to the studio ever since we just mentioned the word funhouse uh on last week's show so you know he just I, I i there was a rumor that he was cowering out back of the 8122 production studios just afraid to come in i don't know if that's true or not but rumor has it that he he's somewhere around the building this week but just couldn't bring himself into the studio so hopefully we'll have him back next week now that we're talk done talking about the funhouse um, but you know, I'm sure we'll have a lot of big news to discuss next week, and uh, of course, we'll be talking a whole lot of horror. So until then, for Rich, I am Mike C. Saying, see ya.